Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Beautiful, beautiful. Welcome to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. On today's show, organizer Lily Pettit. It's about time somebody cleaned up this show. Plus, last night Paula and I viewed the original Predator movie. We'll tell you whether the upcoming sequel is worth leaving your couch for. Reduce your thermal signatures now. I'm Adam Felber. Call me Dutch or call me Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm the one trying to organize the Special Forces Advice Team here. And now, please welcome the woman who won't follow any orders, especially from a man named Dutch Paula Poundstone. <laughs> Welcome. That's great. Thank you, Paula. And thank you to tonight's house band, tuba player Doug Turnquist. Listeners at home, you might have just heard some uh, applause, and that's because of the moving music. Um, but let's hear that applause again, because we have something to get to right away. There you go. Yeah. Now, yes. now, um, Paula, I understand that you somebody tweeted at you complaining about co- our audience or that the laughter was canned or something. A couple of times, and not you know that's not a lot, but a couple of times I've received messages from Twitter followers saying they enjoyed the show, but that they said that canned laughter is beneath you. I well, would say two, two things. things. <laughs> two things to that. <laughs> a, nothing is beneath me. <laughs> In nearly 20 years of friendship, I can attest to that. Yeah, nothing has been... And B, okay, we are in a teeny tiny studio, the Ray Horseman Studios uh, in North Hollywood, uh, California, which I, I think generally speaking is, uh, you know, a lovely residential commercial area. Right, But yes. there is one strip... There's one street. ...that no one should ever go to. And that's where we are. And that's exactly where we yes. are. In fact, tonight, I you know, I, I ride my bike here, which one day is going to result in my death. Um, and... <laughs> Tonight, when I saw you, I had to swerve around a car hood, disembodied from the car, a refrigerator, not plugged in because it's on the curb, and a toilet, just to come say hi to you. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of uh, housewares, I guess you'd call it. <laughs> out, out, but not, our, not arranged in like a Lowe's or Home Depot kind of way. No, it's no. A, it's discarded housewares, and uh, I'm not sure who's picking it up or it's ever, if it's ever leaving or if the person who's using it is just out right now. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's where we are, and we don't have a studio audience the way you think of a studio audience. We no. have Tonight we have uh, Doug... Uh, Doug Turnquist. Doug Turnquist the tuba player who uh-huh. is tonight's house band. We have Ray Horseman, our engineer. Our brilliant we, engineer. We have uh, Bonnie Burns. Uh, our producer and your manager. Producer and my manager. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and some, someone who I've learned uh, coping skills with 
Uh, over 24 years. Now, 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 to be clear, you didn't learn coping alongside Bonnie. No, You no. learned coping school skills from dealing with Bonnie. Yeah, yes. yeah. Because yeah. it was unclear the way you, you it, said it. Yeah, she is She is t- teething in a puppy what a yeah. rawhide bone is. Mm-hmm. And plus we have our as- as- associate producer. To- uh, associate producer, to- Tony. Anita Hull. Tony Anita Hull. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, help me out. We have Jonah Glickman. He's our muscle tonight. Jonah Glickman, who uh, we have here to walk our guests to and from their cars. Yes. <laughs> or what's left of their cars. In case... <laughs> In case they should encounter the person that's living on that mattress. Uh-huh. Uh, and then another woman named Lily that's friends with uh, Jonah. And then our guest, who I don't want to give away just yet. Right. But that's... I've already said her name. Did Lily you? Pettit. Yeah. Oh, Lydia, Lily Pettit. Part, you weren't listening yeah. to my intro, were you? No. No. But but that, ladies and gentlemen, that's who's here. That's who's here. If you're hearing laughter, it's not canned. They're yeah. just, you know... And, and it's not because they feel like they have to, because we don't pay a lot. N- no. Yeah. No. Right. I recently, and this is with everything. This is with everything. This is with my stand-up comedy career. Uh-huh. This is with my sales of CDs, books, <laughs> T-shirts. T- and I have a remarkably soft, soft tri-poly, tri-poly blend, blend yes. shirt yes, with a know. self-portrait on the left breast and, and, uh, a, and a memorable quote on the back that's available via my website. Yes. That's all that. And, and this uh, newly launched podcast Included, uh, plus I do wait, wait, don't tell me. Right. Um, running all those numbers, yes. uh, I am now making 12 cents an hour. Wow. So, well, that's, 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 that's yeah, good yeah, money. I feel, yeah, well, I've kicked know. it up. Um, yeah. So, and, and actually, uh, Ken Lezepnik, who was also one of the producers, but came and went already uh, tonight yeah. because. And, this, and nobody walked him out, so I fear for yeah, his life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Ken uh, is going to be disemboweled just around the corner. Right. Uh, when we Fortunately, leave conveniently near an outdoor toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and the North Hollywood laundromat. Um, Ken, no, Ken left because there was too many people in here and he couldn't fit. Yeah, right. uh, but he had a really good point because I told him, I said, some people think it's canned laughter. And he said, why would anyone have canned laughter that sounds like seven people that's laughing? Such a good point. I mean, that's that's that kind of yeah. observation that makes Ken such a good writer. Yeah. Because if we were going to have canned laughter, it would sound like we had an audience and not yeah. just like a couple of it's you that know, cheap dopey chi- friends in the backseat. It's, yeah, it's a cheap Chinese canned laughter where yeah. they don't really yeah. put, you know, right, they don't yeah. really. You can afford, you know, yeah. you know, for the lowest price, we can give you seven people. Right, exactly. Yeah. Where it breaks right after you get it home. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyways, so, um, you know, for those for whom, uh, and actually, apparently my publicist, Glenn, also said something to my manager, Bonnie. Okay. Um, and I, by the way, I have a... I don't know if you'd call it my staff. The you know my. You'd have my, to. Wait, okay, I have I have a I have a, I have a shy publicist. Okay. Uh, w- yeah. which is very like cripplingly shy. Yeah, which is very unusual. Like a wallflower. Yeah, yeah exactly. I actually yeah. don't know Glenn at all. I've yeah. never met him. He's he's shy, and uh, <laughs> I have an agent that doesn't like to make phone calls or shake hands. Okay. So he's a germaphobe. Yeah, and, and so and, and sort of a recluse. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, you know, I'm putting a lot of people to work, and I feel good about that. <laughs> but but um, you could honestly swap out any of their jobs with each other and get, get... M- more than likely. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, but my but my manager Bonnie because my because my publicist uh, 
Glenn said to her, he said something about the canned laughter as well. But so, he whispered it. Sharp as attack, this guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's in the show business, so he recognizes canned, canned laughter, laughter when he, when he hears, hears it. Hears it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Discount canned laughter. All right, well, let's 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 move it along now that we've introduced our audience to the to the players on the field. Um, I just want to say that in a couple of weeks, I'm working in Chico, California, okay. and right now, even as we speak here at the Ray Horseman Studios, my uh, my publicist Glenn is working his tail off uh, publicizing my Chico appearance. <laughs> you're you're actually using this show to remind your publicist to publicize you. Here's one of the problems: he's <laughs> not telling the people in Chico. Okay. What he's doing is... Um, well, why would he? Uh, what he's doing is asking the people in Vancouver, Canada, if if they know anyone in Chico, yeah. could they contact them? I feel them? like for the sake of your career, we should move along here. Yeah. What do you we're think? just doing nothing but insulting your publicist now. <laughs> the odds of him hearing it are very, very slim. <laughs> well, all right. Well, in case you don't want to live dangerously, I know, you ha- I know this is an advice show, at yes. least nominally. What's your advice this week, Paula Poundstone? This week's advice is absolutely brilliant, and you're going to bonk yourself in the head with the butt of your hand when you realize you haven't been doing it. Unless the advice is, for God's sakes, for your brain safety, don't bonk yourself in the head. Yeah, no, that's not the advice. That's not the advice. The advice is put your cat carriers um, casually open Mm -hmm. on your living room floor. Casually. Keep casually open. I feel your... like I've done this. Is that so, so that when it's time to put them in, right. they're, so they're, that they're not they're, surprised that it's right. there. So they're comfortable there. The cats like to play in there. They sleep in there. And uh, and then when you snap the door shut and take them away, like in Chitty Chitty bat. Bang Bang. Yeah. Uh, wow. You went kind of dark there. Yeah, they don't. I, I, I thought we were just taking the cats to the vet, and now we're, now we're kidnapping children. No. Yeah, to, yeah. To, to take wow. them away, and they're not as they're not as freaked out because part of the reason cat doesn't like to go to the vet. Yeah. Well, the first reason is because you know it's gross. Right. But just the temperature taking alone, I think is right. it, that's, yeah, it makes me uncomfortable yeah, when yeah. I see my pets having to yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. Let's. Yeah. I say I always say to the vet tech that takes the uh, the cat's temperature. I say I can tell you, um, uh, she doesn't have a temperature. I just <laughs> you just want to spare her that just yeah, yeah I just was petting her it. she's now, fine. I want to go back to your advice for a minute yeah. because it sounds to me like in order to make this happen, and because you have fourteen cats, um, you're committing to always having open cat carriers scattered about your house. Yeah, is that really good advice? It's fantastic advice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? Some people don't want open cat carriers strewn about their. Well, what space. do they want? Floors to walk on. Yeah. We'll walk around them. Okay. Walk around right, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's yeah, also. I am not bonking myself on the head right now. Now, I will say this that when I take my cat to the vet, I sometimes take out that carrier early, like earlier in the day. Yeah. But I don't make him live alongside the cat carrier and then be My cats don't by live alongside. No, they like to go in it. Right. And so the awful trauma of chasing your cat around the house, trying to grab it and That's shove awful. it in that, that is thing. That's truly awful. It is awful. Yeah. I mean, think about it. If you were going to the doctor and before you went, someone chased you, right. grabbed you, pinned you uh, <laughs> at the bottom of the kitchen cabinet. Right. And then somebody else came in with a, some sort of a carrier. Right. Yeah. And, this and, has happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> But, I'm sorry, are we really no, no, I mean, Yeah, you're triggering of, yeah. something here. But yeah. I gotta say, that's true, and that's traumatic. I would say equally traumatic is building trust in an animal, making that animal comfortable that this here in this little bag is my safe place, and then zipping it closed and whipping them off to the doctor. I never said it was their safe place. No, but you let them if feel they, that way. If, 
Okay, what if instead of an ambulance coming and picking you up when you're injured, right. it chased you down the street, and yeah. then the attendants from the ambulance got out and like cornered you uh, right. up against a kitchen cabinet and then shoved you in the ambulance? But you, Do you know see what I would what hate saying? too is if the, if the ambulance disguised itself as an ice cream truck and I got accustomed to going there for a delicious ice cream every day, and then one day, all of a sudden, the I get pulled in, the door slams down, and they start taking my blood and probing my orifices. Yeah. That would be terrible. That's why I try to go vegan. Okay. Yeah. Don't eat dairy. Don't eat dairy. It's not good for you. Moving along then, and thank you for that great advice, Paula. Thanks. It's time now to meet our first guest, but let's set it up a little bit. Paula, I know Lily Pettit has helped you declutter and organize your own home. She has. Okay. Yes, she has, and she's great. Sorry, I just knocked over one of yeah. our. But, uh, of Adam the knocked over uh, from the here in the green room. Yeah. at uh, <laughs> Ray, Hor- Ray Horseman Studios. Ray Horseman Studios. Uh, <laughs> our yeah, our catered dinner. Now Adam knocked over uh, his uh, Coca Cola light or whatever I could the use hell help that organizing is. This table. Now, what is it? Now, why did you have to get your stuff organized? I well, what I really wanted right was to have some sort of a system where I could get at the time when I when I originally met Lily. I you know I still had some. I think I still had some kids in the house and, uh, you know, and just not enough um, unless we all agree to go to a 36 hour day. uh, I don't see how to do it all anymore. And so that was that was part of it. And things like stuff that I had meant to give away had sort of begun to encroach on me because you weren't giving them away. Uh, Right. Exactly. I I had uh, in my closet, for example, I had what I've always referred to as uh, um, a closet bilge. Closet bilge. Yeah. That's just, assorted things that you meant to get rid of and never did, and you right. put it in the closet for later getting rid ofness. And, right, exactly. Okay. And that really the only thing that things in the closet had in common after a while was that I didn't know where to put them. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's so you reached out to Lily, and apparently she did a good job because she did a great she's job. here on our show. She is. So let's find out how to how we can all get better organized. Lily Pettit is the founder of Clutter Healing. Please welcome organizer Lily Pettit. <laughs> Oh, that nice. is this is fantastic, uh, um, Lily. <laughs> Lily's very has been moved to tears by the music. That was a whole new world, wasn't it, Doug? Was well, that a whole new world? Disney, uh, bill um, us later. Would that's you... so appropriate. <laughs> yeah. To getting organized. Yeah, it's, it's a whole new world. Chosen. That's what I felt when I first went into my closet after Lily and her assistant had been there. Now I want to paint a picture for everybody. Um, uh, Lily, you're an organizer, but for our listeners at home, you are also eight months pregnant. Is that correct? That is very true. Oh, that's, that's an And the exciting, two things are not time. related. Well, <laughs> they are about to be. Yeah. yeah. Lily, uh, are you getting organized in a very organized way for the big event, for the uh, <laughs> upcoming baby? Um, well, I don't really call it getting organized. Uh-huh. It's more of a being organized. Oh. The getting and the being are very different oh. concepts and very different. Oh, I think I got, but I didn't be. Is that what happened to Paula? Did she get and then she didn't be and that's why she probably is going to need you again? I think that there's a a sense of coming into scheduling, organizing on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. putting it in as a lifestyle choice versus... 
when people say they go and get, I'm going to get organized. It's as if we're going to the container store, we're going to buy this thing, and it's going to change our life forever. Yes, where's that? Yeah, not possible. Oh. I hate to break it to you. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. So it's really, it's like start, you know, when you want to lose weight or when you want to get healthy or when you want to start a meditation practice. I want to do all those it's things. It's something that you have to do every single day. Right. It's a lifestyle choice. So it's a being, it's a state of being. It's not a go, I'm going to go get it. Okay, great. Lily, are there like, is there, um, is there a fix that you do consistently in everybody's house that you go to? I find that most people who have clutter, it's just delayed decisions. That's all that it is. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. It's just delayed decisions. It And yes, there's always the pile of mail. There's always the pile of returns that never get sent back to Amazon. Right. There's always like, oh, I bought that thing and I was going to return it, but I never made it there. Mm-hmm. There's sort of a common theme that I see. Okay. The water bottles that I got for free or the tote bag that was oh, you know, from right. that, that oh, swag yeah. bag I got from an event. Sure, yeah. sure. I have there's tote bag filled up. a constant <laughs> influx yeah. of very similar <laughs> items. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is in public radio. So. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I, have, I have mugs <laughs> and totes yeah. up the yes. yin yang and I don't drink coffee yeah but nobody ever has too many mugs right? I have more coffee mugs than like anyone on more than like Swiss Miss um, because they, what happens is and a lot of people don't realize this when the cabinet is closed and it's dark um, the mugs will reproduce yeah they won't <laughs> No, they do. They have mug sex in there. No, they don't have mug sex. No, and you come back. I'm not sure what the gestation period is. I think it's 24 hours. Really? So you know how you think the two mugs, if they love each other sufficiently, can can conceive of and kiln up a a new mug within 24 hours? Absolutely. You know how when you close your cabinet and you hear the mugs clink together? Yeah. That was the sex. Wow. Yeah. So unsatisfying. Yeah. As well as producing more clutter. Well, now you're judging. I can't speak to whether or not it's satisfying to a mug to clink another mug. Deeply insensitive of me. And if there are any mugs listening, uh, I just want to say that I'll do better. I'll do better. Um, Um, Lily, I want to bring this back to you. But you're having so much fun. I mean, all right, sorry. Do you run into sometimes like full on hoarders? That's not really my area of specialty. Okay. I did grow up with a grandmother who was a hoarder. Yeah. My father was borderline that, so I'm very familiar. Yeah, my mom was borderline that, and 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 we we knew she was letting stuff get cluttered. But after she passed away, and I, and I just love her to death. Um, but she hoarded shit like you wouldn't believe. She was a novelist, and she'd written she'd published uh, nearly thirty novels. Mm. Every draft of every manuscript was mm-hmm. there in 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 the house, <laughs> on paper, printed out, filed away. Yeah. Yeah, wow. sure. I kind of relate to that. You can. Uh, yeah. I mean, I got rid of my drafts, but I did hold on to them for a while. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking. At one point, I think, you know, I was like, okay, what if I ever was really successful and they wanted to have a museum? Oh, is that where you, is that yeah. where you were going with that? I, I, I think I did have kind of a fantasy of, uh, I mean, I don't know if I gave you the tour when you were in the house, Lily, but I used to, when people come over, I would say, you know, Miss Poundstone spent a lot of time in this room. Uh <laughs> Miss <laughs> Ponstone very very much enjoyed uh, being alone with her thoughts in this chair here. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I got that tour from you once. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. realize what was going on until just now. Yeah, Miss Poundstone's cabinet was fertile for mug sex. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, oh, and this explains all the little like uh, plaques that you have on your wall. Those little plaques that you donated have every, by Paula Poundstone. Yeah, exactly. yeah. all they all say that. They all say donated by Paula Poundstone. Yeah, yeah I'm very generous. Um, uh, yeah, so you said it's all about letting go, but 
they're also one of the great things uh, you guys did was uh, I didn't just let go of everything. Some things were put into a decorative bin. This is true. Yeah. So it is. You and your assistant would go to, uh, did you go every day to uh, what's the container, the, the container, container store? store? <laughs> I mean, pretty much before every session, yes, we would bring something to help contain your belongings and make them have what I call worlds or homes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They did good. used to homes say Homes or worlds. So, you know, you have your memorabilia world and you have your photo world and you have a place for all of these things to now live. Oh. So when the new versions of said items come in, you know where they belong. Uh-huh. Excellent. Yeah. Now, now, let me ask Lily something that's very specific to Paula Poundstone and my relationship with her, because it might be the first thing I ever made fun of Paula for, which is, do you have any tips for organizing suitcases for travel? <laughs> I don't think I'll let her see the inside of my suitcase. Oh, it, I'm pretty sure I saw a suitcase. Uh, yeah, yeah Paula, but not the Paula inside of it. <laughs> when Paula travels overnight, it's not an overnight bag. It's like several overnight bags in a duffel, and there's just that's there's not just true. tons of stuff in it. it that's it's, it's not an true. unbelievable amount of stuff. Uh, my suitcase is a little bit on the heavy side, part partly because regardless of the length of the trip that I'm going on, the yeah. same stuff is in there. Yeah. Now here's I want to just throw that right over to our guest. Is that a good idea? Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh my Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. 
and I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your sleepy time pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Hey, Paula. You know, every once in a while, we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of a midsummer night's dream okay and i played i played peter quince there there's the connection one of the mechanicals that's a great connection also yes has nothing to do with this which is that um quince is an online clothing store and as you know paula i've uh, i've lost a little weight lately oh right 75 pounds yeah so i literally have no clothes that are in my size until i just ordered some stuff at quince and i figured like here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself a whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got yes. the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got oh. the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable that honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i i think my eyes closed they're so it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that, too. Like, so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they're European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kinds. Of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. Quince sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? 
They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing. They cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. Nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't <laughs> think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway. Use our code. Does that have to do mostly with your product and and that? No, that's well? a whole different suitcase. You mean the one that... <laughs> organize my no, head around yeah. this exactly. no you mean the one that carries the cds and the books Correct. and the um, tri t-shirts with the tri-poly blend and the um uh self-portrait on the left breast and the remarkable uh memorable quote on the back no that's a different suitcase got it um no it's a the reason my suitcase is a little bit heavy is i have a dvd player in it that's one reason and it's not a portable dvd player yeah it probably should be yeah wow it's just a big yeah, look, she, she just said wow. she just went into labor. Yeah, I, I have a, I carry a big screen television in my. Uh, I just it, it I live like in it. fear and you can, of and you getting bring a bunch of DVDs with you too. I do. I bring it because I want to have choices when I get to where I'm going. There's nothing worse than flipping the dial and there's nothing on. Right, but couldn't you bring? You help me here. This is why you're here, Lily. And this is because you don't do Netflix. I don't do, you know, do, I don't do Netflix. I don't want to watch something on my computer because I'm working on my computer while I have a, a little film on DVD. Listen, there are tons of great little gadgets and zippy pouches and all sorts of things that you can organize, you know, your socks in one and your undergarments in another and your pajamas and your dirty clothes and whatever. But if you are comfortable hauling around a DVD player and a bunch of DVDs, <laughs> She's not. I mean, if it doesn't feel like a burden, it is a burden. <laughs> You gotta do what makes you happy. Oh yeah, I mean, well, I, I walk through an airport with her, and it's like we rest every fifty yards. <laughs> no, I say, you know, it's just, it falls like she, she breaks into a sweat, and she's like, I don't know, you want to watch a Columbo? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a choice. What it's are a these, choice. What, what are these muscles right here on your arm? Those what are, are the, biceps. Your biceps. Yeah, who wants to go to a workout guy and work on your biceps when you can just carry an extra fifty pounds of luggage? Yeah. And get that same, right? I'm saving time. It's organized, Lily. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you say so. <laughs> one of the great things uh, that that uh, Lily and her assistant did when they were at my house was they organized my markers. Your markers. Yeah. Now, did you train your assistant to organize markers like that? Because I loved it. They were organized by color. I think we really are going to send her. And they were they were vertical and sort of instead of horizontal. Uh huh. She crafted a box. She took a box that already existed and then she cut out part of it. And I mean, this was fast. This was like this was like Boo Radley cutting out paper dolls. This was fast how she did it. Okay. And then she made she downsized the the size of the original box so that all the pens were t tightly enclosed in the box. And in vertical, so you could see them all. Right, exactly. Did you teach her to do that? Instead of stacked on top of one, I mean, it was literally a shoebox with a giant jumble of, you know, <laughs> right. pens and Sharpies, and it was very hard for us to understand how that functions as right. a... Exactly. That worked. It doesn't. It, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. a good marker world. Is it that right? It was a really bad marker world. Yeah. That home was very cluttered for the markers. By the way, marker world, worst <laughs> Pixar movie ever. <laughs> 
really, really bare bones animation. But okay. So wait, so wait. Did you teach? I've, and forgive me, I've forgotten the woman's name. Did you guys Sheena. Yes. Sheena, of course. Did you teach Sheena that? that uh technique i did not she actually is just innately blessed with that gift she you already look came in a box of writing utensils wow. and just whip that into shape yeah. wow and you're th- into repurposing so she used what you had i am into she repurposing. made it into something that worked and functioned yeah i made yeah. my son into an umbrella stand it's yeah. great <laughs> and you know it's work it's steady work yeah exactly yeah. especially in la yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, um, I guess he's really just hanging out by the door, huh? Yeah, he's hanging out by the door. Yeah. Um, now, Paula, uh, tell us, how many markers do you currently have in your luggage? In my luggage? Yeah. How many uh, markers well, I do don't know with? the number, but it's about three pounds. Three pounds of... Like, it's a lot. Yeah. Like, you have a lot of pens with yeah. you. Yeah. And yeah. it's only a couple of colors. It's mostly black. Okay, for autographs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because, Adam, someday I may become popular. Yeah, you know, you, you, you could. have you ever seen any of the Beatles documentaries? Yes. Yeah, people were all over them. Right. Sign this, sign that. Paul crying. But by that point, George. they had people to hand in markers. That, that yeah, kind of, exactly. The, the marker handing person comes along with it. If you were to suddenly get Beatle level famous, you'd get a a marker caddy no, right away. No, neither Bonnie nor Glenn are going to carry my markers. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I think you, know, that's my, true. you know my publicist, oh, Glenn. He doesn't go out in no. public anyway. Yeah. No, no, he doesn't. He's very, he's very shy. shy. He does very shy. Um, yeah, no, I carry a lot of markers so that um, when they, if they run out of uh, ink, I have another one. Right, and you travel to uh, many cities in the United States that don't have markers in them. So no, I like. I just like to be self-contained. Do you want to weigh in on this, Lily? I mean, I just have this visual of the airport excursion and the the sweating that's occurring with this dragging and the bag and <laughs> right, the whole. Right, <laughs> just, right. Now because, double that. Because I'm. <laughs> because I, you know, when I pack to go on a trip, I, I literally figure out how I can take the least amount of stuff possible yeah, and I just do a you carry on in a and envelope. yes, yeah, yeah, and then just sitting it's on, just all on my phone. and then just sit, <laughs> sitting on your hotel bed bored to tears because there's nothing on TV and kicking yourself for not bringing your DVD player. (laughs) I have, listen, if I turn the TV on and I go flipping around, what are the odds of me finding the Columbo with uh, Jack Cassidy? Very slim. Very slim. I think Paula makes a good point. I think Paula makes an excellent point. You know what I'd like to do? Um, uh, Ray, if you don't mind, when uh, when Adam just said Paula makes a good point, um, could you like record that and cut that out and just why don't one of our listeners out there, um, add, you know, take cut that little clip and include it in a in a theme song? Well, no, I like I, yeah. you could dub it in. What yeah. is that called? Edit it in to every show. Oh, no wow. matter what Adam actually says to me, I'd I like I like his real words cut out, and I just like Paula makes a good point. <laughs> yeah, I, I would hope that would never happen. Yeah, no, um, this is a very honest show. We don't have a laugh track, you know. We just have people here. There is no laugh track. Okay, so let me let me bring one one more question back because I think this yeah. is an important one, and Paul mm-hmm. and I both know how this goes. Um, you're about to have a child, mm-hmm. right? Are you concerned that this is going to make you a less organized person? No. Really? So you've got no concern? No, I think that there is this perception that parents buy into. And I've been told, you know, and people are obviously, they're very interested to know, what are you going to do with all the stuff and the art projects and that, you know, it's kind of like. Oh, yeah, I wasn't thinking art projects. No, that kid's kid's art project is going in the trash the day. (laughs) 
the day he brings it yeah. home, I can tell you. Yeah, That's how she was with my kids' art projects. Right. She said, what's this? I had a toilet that my son had made out of paper. It was small. It was about three inches by three I inches. Think I just and, saw it out on the street. And he'd made, <laughs> he'd made a toilet, and I used to keep my paper clips in there. Do you remember that? Yes, and you I were do. like, "What is this?" And I said, "Thomas, Thomas, he made it." And she was like, "Do you really need that?" And she and she got rid of it. So I, her kid's stuff is going. Like, you, your kid should be warned. Don't bring your stuff home. Don't get attached to your art. Yeah, put it in that no, I'm, safe. I art so much. Just, I have, just I get to, a storage to, unit and don't tell your mom about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I have trouble getting rid of my, my kid's art when it when its time has come. But when its time I, has come, when what day will that be, Adam? Thursday. Um, but <laughs> I have a feeling that if you have more than one kid, you'll alphabetize them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's just a feeling yeah, that I probably have. Probably start with a with a name towards the front of the alphabet. Yeah, so exactly. Options. Yeah. Is yeah. A, um. So, do you know if the baby's a boy or a girl? Is a girl. Is a girl. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I think Annabelle is going to have a very very happy life. <laughs> <laughs> the name is actually closer to the middle of the alphabet, so I'm going to have to oh, get have creative. You the name I have. What? What? Olivia. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's nice. That's a really good name. Yeah. There's a you know, lot of nicknames. A lot of good nicknames yeah. with yeah, Olivia. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I have a cat named Shamwow, and I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> um, you know, I confess that my desk did sort of regrow much of what it had. In fact, there's a, a, a Christmas present wrapped still sitting on my <laughs> desk right now. Um, and I can Maybe it's see- for you. I think it is for me. Yeah, I didn't give. It, yeah, and I'm wondering, short of having you and Sheena come back and fix it, is there some technique that I should use to fix it myself? How much time every week are you dedicating to going through the desk? Uh, I. How much time every week am I dedicating to going through the desk? Uh, uh, zero. Right. All right. So should I be dedicating time? To go through the desk every week? So what I recommend to people is that you set aside some time every week, usually on a Sunday, you know, or on a Monday morning. Give yourself 30 minutes to really look at what is going on there. Because usually for someone like you, specifically, I know you're collecting business cards, you're getting contact information, you're meeting a lot of people, you have notes that you're writing down for Buying your shows markers. and everything. I mean, there's a lot of markers going on. Yeah. I want you to know, Lily, that those markers go right back in that box that Sheena made for me. <laughs> Still, yeah. Are I, they still yeah. vertical? They are still vertical, and also okay. Maybe this guy. One of the things that um, Sheena, Lily's assistant, did was she lined up, and I. This makes me tingly to think about it. She lined up my Scotch tape containers. We found a lot of Scotch tape containers on yeah, my desk in different a, places because I love thing. adhesive strips, and uh, we <laughs> and we and they lined them up side by side with the, you know, with the slicing edge all on the same end. Is a thing of beauty. Wow. Yeah. So in case you needed to simultaneously get and cut five different pieces of tape. Yeah. Of equal length. It could be done. It could be done. Could. <laughs> well, thank you, Lily Pettit. My brain feels more organized already. Paula, what advice, now that you've heard it from Lily and you've worked with her, can you give our listeners about how to get more organized? Uh, Adam, I think I've organized the organizer's uh, uh, advice. Um, and I'm going to distill it down for you. Doug, if I could have a little tuba essence behind my uh, advice. Thank you. The clutter that most people have is just delayed decision-making. When something comes into your house, decide quickly if you need it, and that includes guests. (laughs) Spend 30 minutes each week going through your desk. Sundays are a good day, and if you're supposed to be in church... uh, Tell him you forgot to plan it. 
Organizing is all about letting go. Get rid of your kid's art before they even create it. In fact, don't even buy them crayons. And if you do, store them vertically. <laughs> Lily Pettit is a professional organizer and founder of Clutter Healing. Thank you so much for being on our show. <laughs> The cat of the week is Kalua from Alhambra. <laughs> Thank you, house band Doug Turnquist. And now... All right. My God, I'm enjoying that. Thank you, Doug. Um, time now for the segment that we call Movie Reviews to Save You the Trouble of Seeing the Sequel. And we don't actually call it that, but it is an apt um, description of what the idea is. Really ro rolls off the tongue, though. Yeah, I know. I know. We, we're going to need to punch that up a little bit. Ken Lezebnik, I know you're not here tonight uh, on Miranda Street, but if you did make it back to your car alive, let's punch up that title. Yeah, yeah. Ken's um, not here because he doesn't fit. Yes. So there's a there's sequel no coming out room. to the classic 1980s um, film Predator. Yeah. And it's called The Predator, and they've re they really spent a lot of time on that title. Yeah. And uh, there, Trust me, there were meetings. Yeah. 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 Right. There were Can we meetings. call it just Predator again? Yeah. yeah. And, no. No, that's crazy. How about if we just leave off the R at the end? Yeah. No. Yeah. Somebody said, I need an article. I need an article. Anybody got an article? Somebody's like, A. No, no, you're no, a you predator. It makes him less special. No, you, <laughs> you, you idiot. That guy's been fired. You're that, fired. That guy's <laughs> fired. Yeah, yeah. You're, go, you're gone. And then, and then that one, you know. And the thing is, he wasn't. Um, he wasn't really a productive member of the staff in the past. Um, he wasn't sure of himself. But True. a little hand went up in the back of the room, and, and the guy said, "Torpedoed his career." You Higgins, and he said, "How about that?" Whoa, whoa. whoa. The room that went, man is now running room, a studio. The room went hush. <laughs> yeah. That, that. All right. Well, the, the, the Predator is coming out. And so Paula came over last night and watched the original Predator um, so that we can tell you now whether it's worth watching uh, the, the, the new one. Now, Adam, I, I know that there's going to be other people like myself who never even saw the original. There are and seven so, people left in the country who's never seen the original. I, you're kidding me. It's, really? It's really, really okay. a hit. I, I love Jesus. that you had never seen it. I had never seen it. Honestly, I'm not even sure I'd ever heard of it before. Okay, I don't want to wreck it for the seven people. Um, but You, you could. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers uh, are these two sleeveless uh, members of the cast um, that are part of an elite uh, military team that gets dropped by a helicopter into the jungle to rescue hostages from some rebel encampment. After a series of grunts, gunfire, and explosions, they seem to have success Arnold maneuvers his team out of the encampment and they are soon set upon by an alien space monster who can go invisible in the trees and keeps disemboweling and skinning them. Uh, the screenplay was written by Jim and John Thomas. And uh, Did you write that synopsis? No, I thought it up. It's great. Thank you very I mean, it's, much. It's absolutely great. Thank you very much. That tells the whole story of the movie. We, um, yeah, that's that. It doesn't tell the any of the nuances. Well, of we'll the get movie. to that. That's the point no, of a review. No, there were no nuances yes, there in the were. movie. There was not one nuance. 
There was a, it started out the, like when when Arnold Schwarzenegger and by the way also Jesse Ventura Jesse the is, Body Ventura right so the former uh, governor of Minnesota and then the former governor of California so oh and that time at that time future governor of those two states and I'm assuming then that the predator um, will have is starring Chris Christie <laughs> no and uh, and Rick Scott I no, believe it's, it's uh, not it would in, be future governors and also not. Yeah. No, yeah. no, it is. Yeah. It is. No, I'm pretty you sure it's You know nothing about the I, film. I, I do know something the about the film. future film, this is interesting. The Predator, yeah. is starring Chris Christie yeah. and Rick Scott. You and, couldn't be less helpful at this moment. No, this is absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. And and Chris Christie, very much like both Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers, who were the sleeveless characters. Oh, no. Um, yeah, Chris Christie will be sleeveless. Uh, Only because they couldn't find sleeves for him. <laughs> <laughs> now, from the very start, uh, when Carl Weathers and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger meet up, they were, I guess, former. They had done work yeah. together before, but they have this handshake uh, where they begin they, arm wrestling. It's like air arm wrestling within, without the elbows what, down. What part of the? Uh, That's the bicep. The, uh, yeah. So there's a big. Wow. It's a movie that very much focuses on biceps, like to to kind of an alarming degree. Yeah, like, uh, now, like the, a movie the aficionados biceps remember... become a character. Yes, the greased up man flesh becomes a character. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of and it's a movie kind of for guys, and it kind of reminded me of you know back in the day, Top Gun was a huge huge hit, and now in late latter years it's become known as a wow that is for for a film made for straight men that's one of the gayest films ever made. <laughs> Um, and and I feel like maybe Predator kind of belongs a little bit in that category too, because of the um, because a, of the greased uh, um, biceps. You would say that there's a lot of greased flesh in that movie. There is a lot of grease. I'll tell you, for me, this film broke ground quickly as the master of the long, slow close-up stare. There was yes. a tremendous amount of close-ups to the degree that. They may have filmed it without all the actors ever in the same room. Or same jungle. Uh, yeah. It, they may have just done one guy's day and then the next guy's day because so often there were these close-ups. And it was almost like a collection of little short stories, but the ending to the story for all of them except one of them was exactly the same, which is that predator kills you. <laughs> yeah. Well, the predator did disembowel and, and skin a lot Everyone of with no real explanation as to why. Like, what was? Well, he, well, you you find out, and I love that they don't do this no, through you dialogue. You never found out. Well, he's polishing up their skulls. He's obviously, you know, he's a sport oh wait, hunter. right? He had a he had he's a skull keeping, collection. Keeping, You're yeah, right. He's I found skulls. Yeah, I forgot about trophies, that. as it were. He and did. I kind of like that they don't spend he, that they don't have some character in a lab coat going. Well, as a xenomorphic scientist, I say that this is some sort of super predator hunting us. Yeah. yeah. No, he I, just. I'm glad that guy I isn't totally forgot about that. There was kind of a tender part of the film where the Predator had his skull collection up in a tree right. and he was setting it out. It kind of took a page from the Glass Menagerie. <laughs> right. It was very Glass Menagerie at that right. point. Very Tennessee Slightly Williams. Slightly less tragic for the Predator, I guess. Yeah. Although he no, was and then about you saw to... him limp a little bit and you realized, he well, limping. he's been disfigured. Wow, yeah, he's, he's got yeah. pleurosis. I, I will say that what I think happened in terms of the dialogue is that the way that it was written mm. by the, the brothers, uh, what was it, Jim and... Jim was... and Jay... Uh, we don't no, don't look it up. We'll, we'll... I, no, I want to. This is so important. It, uh, by it, the, it's not. It, why, it, okay, this is what J, uh, Jim and John Thomas. Right. Uh, you know, Mrs. Thomas's uh, youngest two. Yeah. Um, what I think happened was the way they wrote the dialogue was they had wooden tiles like in Scrabble, but on each tile there was a 
classic overused line of action dialogue. Oh, so you think it was just it was just an assortment of action Exactly. Lines. And they flipped them over with the with the, the lines facing down. Can you give us an example of some of the lines? I know that you oh, okay. I, I saw you scribbling furiously while I was indulging in, in the oh. pleasures of action movies. Here's one we've never heard. Yes. He's busted up pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. So Right, yeah. So but that I, wasn't entirely random because that yeah. guy had just taken a tree trap to the to the. He was torso. busted up pretty bad. <laughs> and and then there was the uh, the classic uh, and perhaps overused. I can make it. I can make it. Yeah, that's and, only and, said by people who can't make it. Yeah, and, and that, that's like somebody coughing in a movie. Yeah, you know, they're dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I got a score to settle. That was right. Never, yeah. ne- no one ever heard that before in an action film. But p- for people who like that line, you'll be gratified to know that it was followed by "We both got scores to settle." Nice. Um. So this this creature from uh, uh, alien from Predator race, land, yeah, right, that yeah. come has come from outer space. Mm-hmm. Um. He did have this. He's got heat vision. He ha- yeah. He did. He had heat vision. He could see everybody moving unless they had clay all over them, which um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Discovered. He can't see the clay. Yeah, he rolled. <laughs> wow, that was good. I'm going to try to lose him in a pottery barn. He did at one point. He did. Arnold Schwarzenegger, when he's all by himself, yeah. at one point, yes. he actually says aloud. I mean, the scene. All his other friends are dead now. Yes, and he, and the guy's coming after him, but he's a long ways away. Uh-huh. He's walked past him. I guess is what happened. Sure. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger, while laying underneath a bunch of vines and leaves, he goes, "He can't see me." Yeah. He can't see me. Like, who are you talking to, Arnold Schwarzenegger? You know, that's, you know, the, I only think... thing I, that's the only objection I have to that last half hour of the movie. Because the last half that's hour... That's the only objection you have to the last because half hour of the movie? Because I love the last half hour because okay. it's just like what a silent movie predator chase. What about Adam Felber? But the, the only thing I don't like about it is when Arnold Schwarzenegger talks because it's always to say something we're already aware of anyway. Right, that right. he didn't see yeah. him. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, I'm still breathing. So many of us, when we're... It's ch- very hot in the jungle. <laughs> So for you, the only thing that took you out of the reality of the film was no. Arnold Schwarzenegger saying he can't see me. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. No, in your I own said the way. only thing I objected to. That was the only thing. But uh, no, Adam was totally wrapped up in it. He in was the on the edge of his seat. Once everybody but Arnold's dead, I'm really enjoying myself. Yeah, yeah. I had to yeah. keep turning to him and saying it's only a movie, Adam. It's yeah, because I, I, was, I was trembling and crying at times. So <laughs> the um, alien has this armor on. And as he gets near, here's the other thing. When the army people were trying to kill the alien, they had exhausted all their bullets and all their weaponry. Right, because they freaked out. So they started using, um, you know... Uh, jungle traps. St- st- yeah, they made jungle traps with vines, and they pulled back trees, and they made catapults, and uh, they, put, yeah. they put like wooden spikes on things, and blah, blah, blah. Never apparently fearing the, the monster showing up at that moment. Which is but weird. As soon as they completed building it... The monster they, comes by. They all sat and waited for the monster yeah. to come by, and of course he would come minutes later. They were this close to saying, Monster, we finished building the traps. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't very believable in terms in of guerrilla warfare, way. it was the closest you'll get to like Marquis of... Queensbury rules. They really, there was like, well, I'll wait till you finish the traps and then I'll yeah, right. show up and yeah, get around yeah. the traps. And... Yeah, we don't shoot on Christmas Day. <laughs> it's just, it just wouldn't be sporting. <laughs> and I have to, all right, so the alien in the like last battle scene with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold has rigged up a booby trap that involves a large log that would come down 
vertically like a well-stored marker yeah. and land <laughs> on the top of the monster's head. The monster would have to be standing in a very specific place for this the to work at all. The monster happened to be standing on that very specific place and, and also happened to have just taken off his helmet. I got to say, given the, the extreme size and weight of that log, I don't think the helmet would have helped protected him much anyway. Well, but it didn't kill him in a little bit. He's back up. He had mm. no helmet. Yeah. See, this is what's going to make the NFL continue is a right. scene like that. A scene like that. And I want to say, though, I love when he takes off that helmet. The, you have to give it up for Stan Winston and the practical effects in that movie because that was one fantastic looking alien. It was an alien. I have to say, it was. And this is where when you say, like, it's a gay men's movie. I didn't say that. I you said did. That you said it was. A, I said. I think there's a lot of candy in that movie for men who may not know they're gay. You said it was... Because it's a movie made for men about men That didn't know they were gay. And so what you're saying is that what I was perceiving as fear in you wasn't fear. Oh, you're saying that I was you aroused? You were a little bit aroused yeah, by that. There's no. no shame in that. There's no I, shame I would not be ashamed if that were the case. No. Okay, here's the thing. That monster... And you said everybody but seven people has seen this, so I know that my Twitter feed is going to be full of people saying Paula has a good point right now. Okay. Which is sort of the new phrase that everyone says about me. It really isn't. Um, That monster, (laughs) his mouth looked like a vagina with teeth in front of it. It did. It did. Wow. Yeah, it was very much. So you're helping develop my theory that this movie is for closeted gay men in the 80s. Yeah, right. Right, exactly. It says to them, no, don't go near the vagina. Look at the teeth. Yeah. (laughs) Go back to Carl Weathers where it's safe. Yeah. 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 Very interesting point. I I can't say you're wrong because those mandibles were scary and they were over a kind of an interesting. Yeah. No, there was definitely. But there was a little bit more gynophobia in the movie too when you think about it because going back to the beginning, the characters were developed through very... I'd say primitive means. There's one character where his thing, his personality, oh, is he that just he shaves. Kept... Oh, there's one guy that was shaving. Yes. Yeah. He, even under stress while they're hiding from the alien. He would take alien, out a little razor He took razor out his and razor shaved. and shaved. And there and was another guy who kept making pussy jokes. That's what. I, that's why I brought that up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he had, and it was very specific. And it was a shame that he died early because for a guy who enjoys a, a pussy joke, he would have loved that monster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. He never yeah. got to see the yeah, ultimate never, pussy the joke. The ultimate pussy joke was, you know, yeah. No, but it was interesting. He, he did tell two jokes. And his thing was that he tells these jokes and they're dirty jokes and he explains them. Uh, he has to explain them because the rest of his squad aren't really very well versed in the ways of comedy. But they're also both jokes about unusually large and capacious pussies. Yeah. They like were. both they jokes. Were. Yeah, yeah. That's unusual. He, he, you know, as a comic, um, that's a really niche. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, but maybe that's why they hired him. Maybe that squad, really, that's what they liked. Well, I can guarantee you that uh, Jim and John uh, Thomas, right. uh, you know, every now and then when you're working on a project or when a show is working or a movie, um, you know, they'll need someone who brings a particular skill right. to the script, maybe. So mm-hmm. my guess is that Jim and John, not great um, large pussy joke writers. Right. They could do the small pussy jokes. Right. But they finally, they, they had to farm so, out the large pussy. So they hit pussy. the clubs, you're saying. They probably hit yeah. Hit, yeah. hit Sunset Boulevard and went to yeah. the, 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 the comedy, comedy store. store. And yeah. they, they went to Mitzi Shore, who was alive at the time, and yeah. they said, to, um, and they said, you got anybody who does large pussy jokes? She's and like, well. This is before the internet. And so she pulled out. A Rolodex. A, so huge. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a file cabinet. Right. But it was like, right. it was like you know, the yeah. letter S in a library. Right. You know, it was yeah. big. Yeah. <laughs> No, it is a terrible, terrible movie. Wow. 
There's a lot of people no. who disagree with you. Now, uh, yeah. I think there are definitely terrible aspects to it. No, it is a it is not a good movie. <laughs> the story makes no sense. It's, uh, no, of it's, course it makes sense. Almost nothing happens. I mean, what do you mean nothing happens? People are disemboweled and skinned by a by a the, by a know. high tech alien hunting them for sport. Trust me, if that comes up in your life, yeah, you're gonna feel something happened. You know, right? If if you're riding your bike over here what to I'm saying Ray Horseman Studios of... someday, sure. and you are disemboweled, which is quite trust likely, me, in this you're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So let's get to the let's get to the review. So now, The Predator is coming out in in theaters, and um, people want to know: Do I go see this new movie based on your experience with the very original Predator movie and not having seen all the sequels? What do you say, Paula? Do not go see The Predator. <laughs> And for all but seven of you have seen Predator, right? If there's any way you can unwatch it, do right. so. Okay, that's that's your advice. I'd say maybe go see it if you like that kind of movie. So that. What do you mean? What do you mean if you like that kind of the movie? Kind of what kind movie of a review Hunters. is that? Yeah. If if you like bad movies, this is one for you. I think there's more subtlety to it than that. That's but a very right. gentle review there, well, well, look, Addison DeWitt. Well, look. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're giving it a thumbs down. I'm giving it a thumbs sideways. It's clearly not for everyone. I'm not giving it a thumbs down. I, I'm down all the way up to my bicep, Your which arm is, is down. bulging and greased right that's now. A, that's a, quite a greased and bulging. I'm distracted by your bicep. Okay, so that's it. That's our movie review to save you the trouble of seeing the sequel. Doug Turnquist. If you have a question for Paula, email it to nobodylistenstopaulapoundstone at gmail.com. And if you have a theme song for us, email it to the same address, nobodylistenstopaulapoundstone at gmail.com. Paula, I know you're always on the road. That's kind of a thing that Paula Poundstone does. What have you got coming up? Well, Adam, on September 17th at the New Road School in Santa Monica, I'm hosting a panel of experts to talk about the effect of screen devices on kids' brains. On September 20th, I'll be at the Criterion Theater at the Collier Center in Medford, Oregon. And on September 21st, I'll be in Chico, California. My publicist right now is Glenn. in Vancouver, Canada, um, ginning up audience members yeah. for my Chico date. Right. Um, I'm going to be in Chico, California at the Laxon Auditorium. You can get all the information at my website, www.paulapoundstone.com. And I think you can even get... Uh, my t-shirts there. Now, and before we go into the kind of t-shirts you <laughs> offer there, and we will get to it as soon as we stop recording, I'm going to cut you off because uh, nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. It's remarkably Our soft. Try Polly Glenn. Our show is hosted by Paula Poundstone. self-portrait on the left And yours truly, Adam Felber. And a memorable, remarkably memorable Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezevnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horseman. Special thanks to tonight's house band, Two Tuba Virtuoso, Doug Turnquist, and to our guest, Lily Pettit. Tonight's burly security guard is Jonah Glickman. You know, the tri-poly blend is very soft. Uh, It's very, very soft. Sign-off time, Paul. Yeah. Um, That's our show for tonight, you guys. Thank you so much. Won't somebody please listen to me? I think Paula makes a good point.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.